Now, it was actually found later on in the chapter, but we're going to go back and, 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 and talk about the birth of Christ and the different outlooks upon it. But our text is found in Luke chapter 2, and we'll start reading in verse 25. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and the same man was just and about waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Ghost was upon him, and it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came by the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought up or brought in the child, Jesus, to do for him after the, the custom of the law, then took he him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to, the, to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of the people, Israel. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for this this, this evening, Lord, this opportunity that we can celebrate uh, and, and just think upon the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord, we know he didn't come to be just to be born. Uh, he came to die. Lord, we know the purpose was so that we could all be saved. Uh, God, I am so thankful that he was the light of the world. God, I pray that you would help us to think upon this tonight, Lord, and meditate upon the, the, the story of his birth. And God, may we learn some truths from it. And Lord, may, may you help us to, uh, to apply those truths to our life. We thank you, Lord, for all that you've done for us. We ask for your, I ask for your help this morning or this evening in the preaching of it. Lord, you know that I need your help every time I preach. But Lord, I don't have anything in me or of me to be able to do so. I can't make a difference in anyone's life, Lord. I can't, I'm not even entertaining, to be honest. Lord, I need your help. So I pray, Lord, that you give me the words to speak and the power to preach. And God, may you be glorified in all that's done and said. We ask for your Spirit's work upon our hearts. Lord, we pray, Lord, that Jesus is glorified. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Back at the beginning of Luke, uh, the, the kids read it for us, uh, but we, we read the story of the, the birth of the Savior. Uh, Caesar Augustus has, has declared that there would be a tax upon the people of Israel, and uh, he, has, uh, he has sent out that decree, and that all the world should be taxed. It was all the known world at the time, everybody underneath the Roman rule, and Roman ruled a whole lot of the world. And so, so uh, David, and, and this is the reason he wanted to be taxed, or he wanted to tax the world, is because he wanted their money. In fact, he was one of the most powerful, powerful Caesars that there ever was. It said when he came into rule in, in Rome, uh, that Rome was a, a city of bricks. And when he left, it was a city of marble. Uh, and he wanted money. He needed their money. So he asked for it. And, and listen, to what, whether it was driven by his greed, whether it was driven by his, his desire to, to build himself a name or power or whatever it was, God's hand was all over it uh, because, because Jesus was to be born in Bethlehem. Uh, he wasn't to be born in Nazareth. He wasn't to be born in Galilee. He wasn't to be born in, in, in anywhere else other than Bethlehem. It was prophesied hundreds of years before that he would be born there. So God's hand moved upon Caesar Augustus to make this, this, this ruling. Uh, and uh, brother, I appreciate what Brother Don said, that, that if you look back in your life, uh, whether you got saved as a young person or you got saved as an older person, or maybe you're not even saved yet, God's de God is dealing in all of our lives. Uh, and, and, and his desire is that we would each come to Christ. If you're not saved, he still desires you to be saved today. It's never too late until you take that final breath and you close your eyes on this earth. But if you look back, you can see God's working in your life, and, and God's working here in the life of, 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 
of Joseph and Mary. So they go into they go to uh, they, they go from Galilee, Nazareth, down to Bethlehem, the city of David, uh, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. Now she's she's pregnant. They're they're espoused. They're not wed yet. Uh, uh, and Joseph, at, at one point, uh, in an, as accounted in another gospel, uh, was going to set her aside privily because she was well, she was pregnant. But, but God revealed to him through, the, through a messenger, through an angel, that, uh, that this was of the Holy Spirit, that this was a work of God, and that he should not set her aside privily. So he didn't. He, he, he decided to keep, uh, keep, that, keep her as his wife and, and, and raise that child as his own, knowing that he would be Jesus, the Messiah. Can you imagine that, that, that truth being given to you and, and, and that being told to you? And then as, as you account, as we recount the, the, the actions and the, and the things that took place, uh, just how difficult and how, how mind-boggling all of these things were. So, so he knows, and Mary knows, we talked about that this morning, how the angel came to Mary in Luke chapter 1 and, and, and gave her the message. And, and she, she, even though she didn't know how it was going to work out, even though she was a little confused, she trusted by faith what God said. And, and, and she, she said that whatever he wanted that, her, that his hand made, let it, let it happen. We know that she's pregnant by the end of the chapter 1. And here they're on their way, they're on their way making a five-day journey, 90 miles on the back of a donkey. I don't know about thinking about it. Uh, when my wife and I, when my wife was pregnant with Elijah, I was never pregnant. I may look pregnant, but I've never been pregnant. We decided to go to Disney World when she was, she was actually pregnant with Ezra. We thought it would be romantic, it would be kind of a nice thing to do before... The second one came along. We got on a plane and flew to Florida and walked around Disney for a day. And then she rode around in a cart for a day because I wouldn't let her walk because she complained so much. Now, that, that, she was eight months pregnant. I'm not, I'm not knocking on her complaining. I'd be complaining. Don't, don't, I'm not trying to knock on her. What I'm saying is it was a whole lot easier to fly to Florida. Uh, I'm, she's not in here. I'm going to get in trouble. Uh, it was a whole lot easier flying to Florida than to travel on the back of a donkey for, nine, for, for five days. Somewhere along that, the line, the, the romanticized trip that they were taking wasn't so romantic anymore. There's, there's no way to get comfortable when you're eight months pregnant. In fact, she wasn't eight months pregnant. She was due any moment. And if you've been pregnant, and again, I have not, uh, uh, though I've watched my wife four times now, uh, it's, it's very uncomfortable. Uh, you, can't, you can't even lay down and be comfortable. Uh, and here she is riding a donkey in, into, the, into the city of Bethlehem. As they come into town, verse 6, it says, uh, And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished, that she should be delivered. Now, they, they were coming home. This was, this was his hometown. Now, he didn't live there. This is where he grew up. And there, there's, some, there's some joy there. There's some, uh, there's some uh, pleasantry to, to come home to. But, but they get there, and guess what? Everybody else who had traveled and moved away had to come back too. So Bethlehem was a busy place. It says, And she brought forth... Verse, verse uh, 6 says, And so it was, while they were there, the days were accomplished, the sea should be delivered. There was no place for them. There was no inn. There was no hotel. There was no, there was no, uh, there was no Motel 8. There wasn't a hospital. We know that, they, that this, the Christ child 
Our Messiah was born in a manger. Think about that for a moment. The Bible talks about, uh, in Philippians chapter 2, uh, how he left uh, the, the, the glories of heaven, how he humbled himself to become a man. He humbled himself. I don't know that anybody else was ever born in a, in, and laid in a manger. Uh, I'm, sure it, it, I'm sure it's happened. But, but, but Jesus became the lowest of the low because he loved us. Our Messiah. The song, Mary, did you know? Uh, I, I imagine after the birth of, of baby Jesus, as, as Mary uh, counted his fingers and his toes, because every mom and uh, mother and father do that. They, they're checking, listening to him scream, making sure everything's okay. Uh, I, I, I can guarantee you uh, the, the, the thoughts of what the angel had said were in her mind. And listen, she didn't know all the things that he would do. She just knew that one day he would reign forever and ever and ever and ever, that he would one day be the greatest. But right now, he's just her tiny little baby. And we forget how small a baby is until you hold a young one in your arms. I've got four of my own kids. I got to, help, I got to hold uh, Kai here not too long ago for the first time. And I was like, he's so little, I forget. We forget how, how tiny they are and helpless. But that was our Savior born that, that day. It says that there were the same, it says in verse 7, she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in a swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. How sad it is that Christ had to be born in a manger. One of the things I noticed, and I'm just going to pick out a few things as we go through this, is, is there was no room for him in the end. I don't blame the, 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 uh, the, the innkeeper. Many times we do that. We say, well, the innkeeper should have made room for him. The innkeeper is all about money. And, and to be honest, you want a baby born in a room full of people. Because they didn't have, it, listen, it wasn't like Motel 8 where you have your own room. You were, you were in a large room with lots of other people. Uh, uh, he was probably thinking that this would be the best thing for them. But, but, uh, but as I stop and I think about it, many people today don't make room for Christ in their lives. Uh, they, 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 they'll make room for everything else, but they won't make room for Christ. And we'll come to church, and we'll, we'll, we'll come once a week on Sundays, and we'll, or, or some just come on, on, on Christmas and Easter, but, but there's no room for Jesus the rest of the time. Jesus gave us everything for us. We deserve, we deserve or he deserves, that we give everything for him. This is verse 8. There were the same country shepherds abiding the flocks, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you, ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. You have the shepherds who are out in their fields, out in their flocks, watching over those flocks and uh, uh, sleeping on the, on, in the countryside. And the, the host of the angel comes and gives them this message of great joy, of peace to all people, the message that the Savior had been born. And man, I, I must have been well, terrifying because they said, Fear not, don't be afraid. I don't know about you, but I'd be afraid if I saw an angel. In fact, every time they see an angel in, in Scripture, they almost always start out with, fear not. Uh, but, so they're afraid, they're cowering in fear. They, they hear this tremendous message. And as I think about it, it the, when, the, the, when the, the innkeeper, he didn't have room for them, they were excited about the news. 
Everybody that hears the gospel is going to respond in a different way. Everybody's going to respond to the Savior in a different way. And here they get excited about the news. They, as soon as the, the angels are gone and that sign is gone, what they've been told is, uh, they say, hey, let's go see if it's true. I want to know. And they all get together and they run into uh, where, and they find Jesus wrapped in swaddling clothes, just like the angels had said. And they bow and they worship him. And I praise God that when he called on me and when I found and heard the gospel, not just heard the gospel, but understood the gospel, just like Brother Don said and others have said, when, I, when it went from here to here, uh, I, I'm so thankful that I sought after him. And I was able to come and worship him. There are, there are many people today that, that do that, and I praise God for that. That's that open heart, that tender heart that, that, that when the gospel speaks, but there are others that don't do that. Some, and we're going to find here, after they worship, they, they go out and they tell others, and they begin to wonder. Some are amazed at what they've heard, but they don't go seek him. It says there in verse, it says in verse 17, when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And my goodness, shouldn't we all be like the shepherds? Yes, they went and worshipped him. Yes, they've come to him. They found this, they found the Savior all by themselves. Now they're going to tell everybody about it. That should be the heart's desire of every child of God, that we go and tell others of the Savior who saved us, that same one who gave us forgiveness, the same one who washed away our sin, that, that same Jesus, that same great, the one who's greater than all others, King of kings and Lord of lords, he'll be theirs too. Their knee will bow too someday, but we should tell them now. Why wait? So all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told by them. The word wonder doesn't mean they were amazed. Yes, they were amazed. They think, this is kind of strange. It's kind of weird. We don't know what to think about this. And there are many people that hear the gospel, and that's their response. Now, I know that the Holy Spirit has to work in people's hearts, but God gives us free will. If, if God gives you an understanding, has, or has ever given you an understanding of the gospel, please understand this. Wondering about it and thinking about it doesn't save you. Placing your faith in Jesus Christ is what saves you. Worshiping him, coming to him, acknowledging the truth of, of the gospel, and calling unto Jesus for salvation saves you. They wondered at those things. And I think of Mary, verse 19 says, But Mary kept all these things, and she pondered them in her heart. Now, she didn't just keep these things. She's, she's keeping the, what Joseph had told her about the angel had said. And she's keeping what, what, uh, what, uh, what, what uh, the angel had told her. Now, she, she, already, she already believed God. We read, read that this morning. That she believed God, and that's why she was blessed. Well, the Bible said about Abraham, he believed God. It was kind of him for righteousness. So, so she was saved. But she kept all these things and all these responses and everything that was been told her. And she's pondering and meditating upon those things in her heart. What does this mean for this child? And this Christmas and every Christmas, that should be every Christian's response. That we sit and we take some time to meditate and think upon what the birth of that child meant. That we don't get caught up in the, the as our normal Christmases can go, especially as your kids, the, the, the gifts and the excitement and the family and all the traditions that we have. Oh, or all the problems that are going on this year, or the things that we can't do, uh, we can't get together, whatever those things are, uh, uh, let's take some time and make sure that we, like Mary, meditate and ponder upon the truth of who Jesus was and what that meant for him and what that meant for us.
And we meditated upon that in our heart. Now the text isn't, isn't until several verses later. So you've been preaching for so long. I promise it won't be much longer. Eight days after his birth, the Bible says that they brought him in to fulfill the law. So he could be circumcised. Every Jewish boy had to be circumcised on the eighth day. And they did just that. And we meet another man in verse 25 or 26. His name is Simeon. He's a, he's a prophet. We also, we also meet Anna in the following verses. But uh, he's a prophet of God. And God had spoken to him saying that he would not die until he saw the Messiah. And the Spirit of God led him in on that day. And he picks up that little baby with joy in his heart and tears streaming down his face. And he prophesies. And I want us to see what it says. Verse 28, then he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now let us thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of the people Israel. He held up this child and talked about a light that would lighten the Gentiles. As you study the word light in the Bible, you find that word mentioned several times. He's talking about a light to the Gentiles. Well, anytime you need to take a light someplace, well, where is that place? It's dark. You have light and you have darkness. What is darkness? It is only the absence of light. If we were to turn off the lights in this building, it'd be almost pitch black. Well, we'd have these things on back here, so there'd be a little bit of light. It'd be, it'd be, it'd be very dark. You wouldn't be able to see what's going on. If you were to, to turn on any amount of light, it would, our eyes would then begin to adjust to the light and be able to see, see the truth. Simeon lifted up this little boy, and he said, he will be a light unto the, people, unto the Gentiles. Now, he was given to all the people, not just the Gentiles, not just the Jews. But the Jews believed up to that point, and even... For, for many years later, the, the Savior was only for the Jewish people. But if I remember what the angels said to the shepherds, that it was a message to all people. And I'm so thankful for that because, I don't know about you, but I'm not of the Jewish people. I'm thankful that, that Jesus didn't just die for, for the Jews, he died for all of us. And we talk about, when we talk about Christianity, uh, uh, listen, we are inexplicably tied to the Jewish nation because of, uh, because of our God is the same God. They're just denying the Son. One day they won't deny the Son anymore. One day they'll see the truth. And one day they'll run to the Son. I praise God for that. But, and that's coming in the future, and who knows when that day will be. Uh, but but I, I am thankful that he was to all people. He's to all, to all nations, he's to all, to all uh, whether you have power or you have no power, no matter where you sit at the table, no matter how big your paycheck is, or if you don't have a paycheck, he doesn't care, he doesn't care what street you live on or what side of the tracks that you live on. He's here for all people. He's a light unto the Gentiles. If you would look with me over to John chapter 1. John chapter 1, I'm going to read verses 4 through 9. Verse 4 says, in him, that's in, in Jesus. And we'll go ahead and start with verse 1. 
It works better that way. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and all things, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. We're going to skip down to verse 6 and 7. We're talking about uh, John the Baptist. And verse 8 tells us that John the Baptist was not that light, but he was sent to bear witness of that light. Verse 9, that was the true light, Jesus Christ, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not, but as many as received him, to them gave he the power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Verse 14 tells us, and the word was made flesh. That light of the world, that, that, that came, that word of God was Jesus Christ. And he became flesh on that day that he was born in, in that little, in place in that manger, wrapped in swaddling clothes. That is what we celebrate when we celebrate Christmas. God, the creator of all the universe, somehow packaged up and beyond my, our, our, our complete understanding and beyond our, 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 our ability to, to, to really grasp the greatness and the power that was placed in that little infant that had to be cared for. I don't understand it, but by faith I believe it and I trust that God, that God, I trust the word of God and the promise of God and how that little boy grew up to be a man that died on the cross for you and me. That while he lived here for 33 years, he fulfilled the law completely, utterly. That he that knew no sin, although he was tempted like the rest of us, could become sin for us on that cross. When we celebrate the greatest gift of Christmas, that is the gift. He was the light of the, of the world. You can't listen, when you go into a dark room, it's, it's good to take a flashlight with you. I got, a, I got a flashlight uh, for, for Christmas, and my kids are trying to take it already. Uh, it, it, it will inevitably disappear, and I'll find it in one of their beds, and, it, it, and the battery will be dead, because <laughs> they'll be in there playing with it all night long. Uh, uh, we don't like darkness, but the truth is we live in darkness. My first point for the message is that we live in a dark world. Now listen, not, 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 we're not, I'm not talking about the lights, but the Bible says God is light. But God is a spirit. Uh, but what that's talking about is, is there's two polar opposites. God is light. He is perfect. He is just. And, and yes, in heaven, the Bible says that there'll be no need for light because, well, God is light. Uh, but, uh, but, but opposite of God and light is Satan and darkness, sinfulness and wickedness. And while God is sovereign and in control of all, this world is governed by darkness. In fact, the Bible says men love darkness rather than light, for their deeds are evil. John chapter 8, verse 12, uh, Jesus declares himself to, uh, to, to the people of Israel, I am the light of the world. Uh, listen, uh, we need to understand that he is light and this world is darkness and this world is in need of that light. But John chapter 1 verses 4 through 10 tells us that, that he came into the world and the world rejected the light. Why? Because they hate, they hate the light because it reveals our sinfulness. 
How did the world become, become darkness? You have to go back into Genesis chapter 3 and the fall of man. When, when man sinned and broke that fellowship with God, that, that, that beautiful creation that God had made where he said that it was good, was ruined by sin. We, uh, we, we had, we, man man had, became sinful, was born with sin nature. And, uh, and, and uh, by, uh, by the time Noah came around, the Bible says that there was evil in the heart continually. So much so that God destroyed the whole world. Save Noah, who found grace in the eyes of God and his family. God promised to never destroy the world through flood again. But do you notice the heart of man didn't get any better? Man didn't simply say, you know what? Noah was righteous according to the word of God. And even though he was righteous, he still needed God's grace. Man's heart didn't get any better. Look out in the world today. Look at our governments fighting with each other and, 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 and just all the mess that's going on there. If you don't want to look at the government, just look at the people. While there are good people, according to the world's standards, we all fall short of God's glory. Men love darkness rather than light, for their deeds are evil. God is light. The world is dark. But the answer is to trust in the light and to come into the light. Listen, we live in, 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 we live in darkness. I, my, my, my parents my, they got up and gave a testimony. They said how good, good of kids we were. I had them fooled. You're all laughing. I'm not. <laughs> I'm honestly ashamed of it. I'm glad they don't know the things that I've done. The things that I've thought. The things that I... The, I, won't, I, don't wanna, I won't glorify those things. It's wickedness. Not even just not even for a good kid. Oh, I'm talking. It was wickedness. That was my heart. But the light of the glorious gospel shone that light in my heart and revealed that darkness to me. And and listen, I understood not just the gravity of what I did and how wicked it was, but the weight of the of what I was going to have to carry because of that, that rejection of God, that, 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 that sinfulness, that iniquity, that burden, the, 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 the separation from God for all eternity. And when I understood that, I understood my need of a Savior. And by faith I trusted in him and God cleansed me and he put his light inside of me. The Bible says that, that, that he is the light, that his light was the life of man. There is no life, no spiritual life in us until God's light is in us. But once that takes place, can I tell you, there needs to be a change in us. We cannot say the same, we cannot live the same life and there not, and there not be some change at some point. It may not happen instantaneously. In fact, I can guarantee you most of it won't happen instantaneously. It's going to be a, a, a period of time in your life where God, where, where God sanctifies you and cleanses you, cleanses you through the Word of God and the Spirit of God until one day you wake up in heaven and you're perfect. <laughs> but Philippians tells us that he which has begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. What a promise. God's still working on me. He's still working on you too if you're saved. But if God has never, if nothing has ever changed in your life, but I prayed a prayer, preacher. You don't understand. I, I, I got on my knees and I prayed a prayer and I got saved. 
glad you prayed a prayer. Have you been born again? Because the Bible tells us that if we're born again, old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. Brother Donnie, is it okay to share what, share what, I, what I, I found on my desk? I was looking for a lighter. Did some clips. And my, a lighter not because I'm smoking. A lighter for the candles. <coughs> I was looking for a lighter and I came across a piece of paperwork on my desk. I had, I'd never seen it before. It was from 22 years ago. It was the decision card for Brother Donnie. And I was like, i got to show this to Brother Donnie when he gets here. So he came in and I said, Brother Donnie, come in here. He talked about how he came forward that day. And he was confused as to why the person filled out the card because he said, I, he said, I, I'm a Presbyterian. I didn't, I didn't, well, I'd already been baptized. You know, I went through all the stuff because I figured I had to, but he goes, it wasn't until about two years later. I was in my own car. No, he wasn't in his car. He was driving a Dodge, a Dodge van and he was out doing some work and then God spoke to him. He got so excited, he came by the church to see if there was anybody here so he could tell him about what God had done in his heart. See, it doesn't matter what prayer you pray. It doesn't matter if you come out and fill out a decision card. It's when God opens up your eyes and you see the lights. Now think back to that little baby and that man holding him up. He says, he is the light of the world. And that's what this world needs, is the light of Christ. And if the light of Christ is in you, Matthew chapter 5, Jesus said, Ye are the light of the world. A city set on the hill cannot be hid. Because God has placed his light in you, and it has to shine. Too many Christians aren't shining. Too many professing Christians aren't shining. The question we have today is, we have to look at ourselves. And am I shining out the light of the world? Now, there can be reasons for that. We, there can be sin in our lives that, that is dampening the light. We can, be, we can, we can hinder the Holy Spirit. We can, we, but, but if there's never been a time when that light hasn't shone in you, then you have to wonder if your lamp's been lit. Again, I don't, I don't care if you've, been saved, or if you've made a profession and, and been in church all your life. God hasn't done a work in you. You must be born again. When God hasn't changed you, there's been no growth. There's been no light. You must be born again. And the reason that we come here to celebrate tonight and that we celebrate on Friday when we celebrate Christmas, that the birth of the Savior, listen, he came so that he could die so that you might live. Without his death, there would be no life. Without his resurrection, there would be no life. But we wrap all that up and we put all that on this little baby that came because in him, all the promises of God for the people of Israel and for the whole world are wrapped up in that tiny little bundle and we celebrate it. But tonight, are you like the man who had no room in the inn? There's just no room for God in your life. Well, yes, I go to church. Yes, I do my thing. But there's really no room. Is that who you are as a child of God? Is that who you are without God?
Are you like the shepherds? You've heard the truth. You clung to the truth. You, you found Christ and you've told, you're telling everybody. Or maybe you're like those that have heard and they're just wondering. I wonder if it's true or not. There are a whole lot of people that sit on that fence. One day we'll figure, find it out. I'm sorry, but if you're sitting on the fence, you've already fallen off of it. So I'll make that decision down the road. You don't know what kind of decision you're going to make or if you'll ever have the opportunity to make that decision. I appreciate Brother, Brother, uh, Brother Frank's testimony of how with all this COVID stuff, they, they've dedicated their life and they look back and said, for 20 years we've wasted that. Brother, you're, he's not young. I'm not trying to lift up people. Don't, don't, don't misunderstand me by picking out names. I'm just taking the, their testimonies that they've given tonight. And, and, and listen, it was because of what God has done in him that he's able to then come and say, listen, whatever you, I can do here at the church, can, is there something that I can do to help and be a blessing? And, and Praise God for that. He's given his life to Christ. Have you? Or are you still living in darkness? First John says that there are some that say they walk in the light, but they truly walk in darkness. You can fool me, but God sees your heart. John chapter 11 says that those that walk in darkness are, tend to stumble. One the toenail on the middle foot over here. Or on my, no, I don't have a middle foot, sorry. My middle toe on my left foot. Let me say that better. <laughs> I only have two feet. Apparently they're both left feet and they're stuck in my mouth. Uh, but the toe on my is, is black. Not because of some kind of crazy fungus or anything like that. I stubbed it. Because <laughs> it was dark. Many times we walk around in the dark and we're used to it so we can kind of make our way around. Until something moves. And listen, somebody always moves something. Always moves something. My, for me, for most of the time, it's the dumb dog. He, he comes and he sleeps in the room. He doesn't lay in his bed. He has to lay somewhere else in the room and I'll be going to the bathroom or something and trip and fall and stump, hit the wall or whatever. Because it's dark and I can't see. If you say that you're walking in the light, but you really know... And only you can know for sure. But you're walking in darkness. Or maybe you're just sitting down. Waiting time out. Come to the light. Jesus said this, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. What a wonderful invitation. There are many people that labor for their salvation. Many people are trying to do good, to be good. And, and I appreciated my dad's testimony a few years ago where he talked about that's what he used to think, that there was this weight. You, God weighed your good deeds and your bad deeds. And, and that's not how God does it, according to the word of God. It's God's holiness and all of our sin. And, 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 and that's really what we're not righteous, we're not holy. Even our good works are, are in, in the negative light, according to God. Our righteousness is filthy rags. But he saw the truth. Why? Because somebody shared the gospel. Because when my mom got saved, the light of Christ was placed in her. And over a period of weeks, 
you saw the light. That's how it works. In a few moments, we're going we're to turn the lights down, and we're going to be lighting our candles as, as uh, uh, Stacy plays, Oh, Holy Night. And you'll be amazed as, as, as we'll light the well, first candle, and then that candle will light another candle, and that light spreads across the room. You'd be surprised that when we let that light shine, how much light there really is. Now, understand it's not our light. It's God's light that shines. But that light will reveal the, 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 what's here in this room. But for somebody who's living in darkness, that is their opportunity to come to Christ. Because again, what, Jesus, what did Jesus say in John chapter 1, or what did John say in 1, John 1, 12? But as many as received him, to them gave he the power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. May God help us. If you're here, I want to pray. Let's go ahead and pray. Father God, I thank you for this day. Lord, I, I pray that you, that you just speak to our hearts. Lord, I pray you help us to examine ourselves. Lord, may, may you have your way with us. Lord, may you, may you work in our hearts. Lord, if there is one here today that, uh, that's not saved, not, not whether they think they're saved or the... Lord, if there's one that's truly not saved here t- tonight, God, I pray that you just touch your hearts. Lord, only you know. Well, I'm a fool. I, I need your spirit to, to, to do anything. God, I pray that you would speak to them. And God, I'll praise you for all that you do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.